Ladies and gentlemen, this picture contains scenes which under no circumstances should be viewed by anyone with a heart condition or anyone who is easily upset. Hey, this is Caustic Content. We're back with another episode, and things are going to be a little bit different this time. But this is the podcast where two lifelong friends... uh, I don't know, try and ruin each other's lives by finding the absolute worst thing streaming on the internet. And joining me as always, Adam Myros is here. Ah, Steve, you you made a liar of me. I I said I was going in, uh, taking a deep dive, and going to bring the the greatest piece of pain I could find. But uh, you had to, at the last minute, interject some sort of stipulation to throw me out. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, any opportunity I have to make a liar out of you, I'm going to take advantage of it. But uh, yeah, it's got, got another caustic content first this week very exciting stuff and uh arbiter of truth our neutral third party Stephen coleman is joining us this week again it's a thrill for this unprecedented <laughs> occasion in caustic content history <laughs> one of one of the high points of the show i feel <laughs> uh, if you could call it that well Normally, you know, we try and find when, when we say we're trying to find the worst thing streaming on the Internet, nine times out of ten, that thing is it's going to be a movie. And every once in a while, we'll, we'll veer off course. And, uh, you know, sometimes we'll do, oh, it's a it's a short film this week. But we've gone into, into totally uncharted territory. And I decreed that this week we were going to do stand up comedy specials. So. Here we are. Myros, what are our rules? Uh, yeah, I think this will illustrate why, why this uh, format was something of a problem. Uh, because we're only allowed to use what the streaming service provides. And, and when it comes to stand-up specials, that's a goddamn still image of a stand-up special's uh, streaming thumbnail and nothing else. So uh, it really is, you stumble it in the dark with a format like this. But uh, beyond that, we're not allowed to use any found footage, although I, I feel like one of these stand-up specials almost feels like it was unearthed from some cryptic realm. Uh, you know, it, it could be a found footage horror film, I feel like. <laughs> the rule three being Godfrey Ho Claus, we're only allowed to use one film per director. I don't think that will apply this week, really, but uh, that's all right. And these can't be anything either of us have previously seen, which uh, I, I think we'll, we'll be all right on that front here. Yeah, I think we're in safe territory. If if either one of you were familiar with either one of these comics, I would be just incredibly concerned. So, <laughs> oh. what a week! Well, I I guess you know we should uh, let's let's start things off with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How does that sound, guys? It's the wholesome yeah, way sure. to go. Yeah. Yeah. It truly is. I mean, that's how I jumped into this one, and uh, you know, so I I chose Shonda Pierce. Queen and her clean. comedy special, the Queen of Clean, Shonda Pierce, and her comedy special, Have I Got a Story to Tell You? And uh, Shonda Pierce, she is the Queen of Clean. She is a I, I, a, I guess, you know, she's a she's a Christian comic. So I don't know how many of those there are out there. She is the premier woman Christian comic, as far as I can tell. Sort of a low rent uh, Christine Ebersole. There you go. There you go. I was going to say she's the uh, the Don Rickles of clean Christian comedy. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get to that. But yeah. 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 
uh, I, I really didn't know what I was getting into. I thought we were going to get a few Bible jokes and, uh, you know, maybe some stuff about how, like, you know, it's, it's funny that gay people are gay or something like that, or maybe some jokes mocking abortion providers. I, I, I didn't know what to expect from the, the Queen of Queen, but uh, it was all of that and more. It was <laughs> quite the experience. So this isn't a traditional stand-up special either. She's kind of like dipping her toes into some, this is like proto Bo Burnham or something. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a combination of storytelling, stand-up comedy, and uh, music, I guess. Yeah, well, you guess. I mean, there's like three full fucking songs of the thing. Yeah, it's it's rough. Well, I don't know. She's got decent pipes, right? I mean, I, <laughs> she's she probably a better singer than a, a comic or, or speaker in, in all respect. Well, she references that in her bit. Like, she's like, oh, I wanted to be a singer, but none of y'all would have paid a ticket for that. I think more people would have paid a ticket to see, to see her sing. I yeah. don't know. You see that house, full house she had there. <laughs> It is well, a large crowd. And and the other thing is, too, it's like she said, well, you know, none of you would pay would pay to hear me sing. And then she proceeds to fill a third of her act with singing. So they have. So what <laughs> like, What are you doing? Uh, but yet this this kind of felt like going to church when I was nine years old. This that's what this is. This is just like going to a, a contemporary Christian evangelical church. Uh, right. Like that. That's what they do. She does start off like with a little bit of that Don Rickles candor. She's insulting the audience. Is that that poor guy who's just like pouring buckets of sweat? I felt terrible for him. And they keep showing him, and he just he's not laughing. Literally dabbing his forehead off, and she's just insulting this man who's. It seemed very unchristian. Yeah, I I agree. That was that was one of the first notes that I actually took. Was uh, Shonda kind of being a dick, not very Christian like. <laughs> You took and notes. The, God bless, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I took notes. I'm I'm a, I'm a diligent cost of contenter over here. I'm I'm trying to get all the angles I can. You might want to burn the notes from the second comic. <laughs> yeah, that, that I was just saying the, the notes of the second comic might get me in trouble. Uh, but with Shonda here, she she's literally there's this guy in the front row, and she spends the first like maybe three to five minutes of her act ba- pretty much just insulting this guy, and she repeatedly calls him out for being bald and sweaty. He's not that bald. Like, he doesn't have a ton of hair on his head. He is profoundly sweaty. But yeah, she just really digs into him. Uh, And this is good because it's a setup for most of her set, which is, you know how women do pink women things and men do man things? Isn't it funny? Ha ha. Like, that's, that's the setup and the punchline for almost everything she does. Yeah, yeah, a lot of like brand recognition too. I think most of the audience was just like, "Hey, I know these things, hardy har." Like she was just like, "Y'all ever been to Walmart?" God bless. And then the audience would just break into uproarious laughter. Oh, like, like okay. taking off their glasses so they could wipe their tears cuz they're <laughs> laughing so hard. Yeah. You ever pass Krispy Kreme down the road? God bless. <laughs> like, okay. That's his <laughs> <those> jokes. <laughs> It is. It's it's more refined and buttoned up than like a Larry the Cable guy. But I, I would say the actual jokes themselves are much much simpler than anything Larry the Cable guy has ever written. Which that'll kind of give you the an idea of the level that we're working on here. Uh, the other thing she does 
is she, I mean, she treats the crowd like they're trained monkeys because she says something which is patently unfunny. Like, you know how men, they're always like, oh, if you need directions, you go north and then you go south for a mile and then you go east for half a mile. Now me, I say, go down to the Krispy Kreme and turn left. And then, and then she pauses and she says, isn't that funny? So she ends every joke with pause. Isn't that funny? Or, or like literal knee slapping and like throwing her head back and in like a faux laugh. Yeah, she's always cueing the audience as to when a joke has been delivered. Yeah, really coaxing them to, okay, this is your time. Let's give me, give me the chuckles. It's me, Shonda. Have a laugh. Uh, when nothing she's saying is really funny. I, I laughed very hard at first, though. And I, I was like, oh, boy, I'm in, I'm in trouble with this one. If, if this keeps up at this breakneck pace, because when she comes out on stage, her entrance <laughs> song is the boys are back in town, except she is singing and she runs out to this instrumental version and she's singing the girls are back in town because Shonda's a lady, ladies and gentlemen. She's a lady. So, and, and just the girls are back in town. The girls are back in town. And I, I was on, fucking dying. Yeah. And then like encouraging everyone to sing and clap. It's, it was, it was really wonderful. Uh, power, probably, probably the most powerful feminist moment I've experienced in, in the last like decade, at least. Uh, and, and then if you look at how she's dressed, like her general appearance, she has a, a real like Nancy Grace look about her, but she's dressed like uh, Jubilee from the X-Men cartoon. Uh, just this absurd like yellow and denim uh, like ankle length coat. I, it's I don't like even a know. denim trench coat. I don't know that I've ever seen such a thing. It's, it, it's a powerful, powerful. I thought outfit. it was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I, I mean, if you like the X-Men, she certainly she looks like one of them. Now, now this is the thing that really threw me off because based on her appearance and and this like washed out slovenly Christian audience, what year was this made? Uh, isn't it like two thousand and three or something like that? I mean, it's disputed. I, I, I the to be release that we watched says two thousand and three, yet the IMDb release for the film is two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. But this is certainly not filmed in 2015. Yeah, I was gonna say smack dab in the early to mid aughts. Yeah, yeah, because this definitely this has got to be 2003 because it looks about 10 years behind the times for 2003. Well, it can't so it be, definitely it can't be 2015 because her husband is in it and he died in 2014. Ah, <laughs> see, we figured it out. She has had a very tragic life, and I, Mr. Coleman, I believe you did some some real. Uh, Shonda Pierce deep diving to to get to the the woman behind the chuckles. Yeah, there's there's a lot of darkness behind the chuckles. Um, her husband uh, was a uh, closet alcoholic up until about maybe just a few years after this special was released. Uh, wound up dying in 2014 after many stints in rehab. Uh, had an alcoholic seizure and they tried to perform brain surgery on him and he died during the surgery. And she also has a daughter who I just learned is the exact same age as me. We have the same birthday. Wow. Uh, and she's a straight. Her daughter is estranged from her. So her daughter has her own family and says, like, fuck you, mom. You're on the road too much. All this Jesus stuff. I'm done. So 
dead husband, strange daughter, but I guess she lives with her son, so that's positive. Hmm. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, I'd feel bad, but her production company, no whining productions, has just told me she needs to just fucking fucked up. <laughs> no sympathy. No sympathy. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, so there's the tragic life of Shonda Pierce. Why in the show, when she has her husband stand up, he's like way in the middle of like the theater, like not front row, not like any like special box. And this is, again, a, a packed house of like probably like twenty five hundred people. Oh, he's like, got to save those special middle. boxes so you can charge the, the, the evangelical sweat hogs extra money. You know, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, actually. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> she probably had him out there so he wasn't in the back drinking yeah that's I mean that seems to be uh, why else would you have him there just surround him with you can't have him in the box there's free booze back there um this this guy I mean this is a big part of her act though because she's like oh my hunky husband this big hunk of man I love and the weirdest thing is she's like oh but he's smart too he's an English professor and then she goes on yeah, to Liberty University. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was going to say. What what like private university? Because she goes on to talk about, uh, you know, th this this great scholar that she married. And the anecdote that she tells, because it's not really much of a joke, is uh, one time he likes to read books where it's like, oh, someone's got to get shot on the first page. So clearly there's a man reading a lot of Dean Koontz, Professor Koontz over here. <laughs> And the joke that she tells is they were at the airport and he saw like a, a book with a mountain on it that looked very masculine. And then he grabbed it and, and 30 minutes into the airplane ride, he, he realized that it was in fact a book for girls. And that's the joke. <laughs> so, and he was upset. He's like, I can't read this book about relationships. Me, the English teacher. It's just, it's too much. How about the fact that you're just grabbing a random book from a fucking airport? That doesn't sound like a great idea, Mr. English Professor. What the fuck are you doing with your life, man? <laughs> and generally, you're going to get a certain type of a book there, right? I, yeah, but that exactly. is the level of, of joke. Like, it's not a joke at all. It's just like, and then it was a girl book. And by the way, y'all ever watch NASCAR? They're just driving in a circle. Like, oh, is oh, if God. only men could invent a sport where you drive in circles isn't that right ladies and everybody goes ha ha that's right you're right so it predates Danica Patrick I guess too so it gives you another mm -hmm. idea of what timeline we're dealing with <laughs> yeah I mean she's the, the best part is like there's stuff that Shonda thinks is funny that's not funny and there's things that she thinks that are jokes that are not jokes they're just like anecdotes essentially um, but the funny stuff, I don't even think she knows how funny it is. Um, like the part where she compares her son getting braces to when her sister died of leukemia when she was young. Um, now she she used that to like set up a like a like a mama bear joke about how her son was sad when he got braces and she got upset. Um, but for me, it was just hilarious that she would, you know, put those two things on the same pedestal. So that that really made me laugh. Uh, another good one was uh, towards the end, she I feel like as the stand up special goes on, she gets further and further away from the concept of of comedy. Well, it's a sermon time. It's a transition. Here. We, it's, it's time for the sermons. Take your medicine. Sure. 
so at, at the end when she's given her, her sermon here uh what was she <laughs> she's fully formed this into contemporary christian nanette and she's like okay uh, she makes a crack at Islam and she's like, I just, you know, those, those Muslims over there, all they do is blow each other up and us Christians, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a religion of love and peace. But she uses like a throwaway line. I'm like, okay, where are you going with this? And then the greatest suggestion of all time in the history of a stand-up special where she suggests that in the Holy Land, because she went, she went to Jerusalem and she went to the Sea of Galilee and all this. So like in the Holy Land, they have peace because they're able to figure these things out and they know that love and, and Christian brotherhood is what matters the most. And uh, my mouth was a game. <laughs> <laughs> In what fucking universe? That's literally the cause of like thousands of years of strife. Yeah, what well, the fuck she, is she did it, include you? all the uh, religions of the region, like Greek Orthodox and Roman, Roman Catholic, Catholic. And Baptists. I'm like, Motherfuck, there's not a Baptist yeah, in God. goddamn Israel. There's literally not a single Baptist in Israel. But it's not like over here we have like, you know, fucking turf wars between Episcopalians no. and Nazarenes or something. <laughs> I think you might be leaving out a certain type of religion in the region or two mm -hmm. that might uh, yeah. not have such peace. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe in 2003, uh, you know, the Holy Land was, there was no strife at that time, you know. It's just now. It's just not aged very well. That's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. So Shonda, she's the she's the queen of clean. Uh, it, there's not a lot of actual fucking comedy in this. It's just it's it's a slow decline into full on preaching and singing. And you know, the last thing I will say about this one is. It sucks ass, but I'm sad because I turned it off when it was done or when I thought it was done. But then, as you gentlemen revealed to me, there is, in fact, an after credit sequence. A whole music video. Yeah. Oh, now I got, I'm going to have to tune in after this so I can really get the full Shonda experience. Well, I kind of knew it was coming because if you look in the credits on the Tubi, it says Sandy Patty. And I'm like, well, where the fuck's Sandy Patty? I've been waiting this whole time for Sandy Patty. She's like referenced once. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But then in this music video at the end where I don't even, it's, I think it's just shot at Shonda's house and they're like her and Sandy Patty are going on tour and then they stop in the garage to interrupt her son's garage band and sing uh, Thin Lizzy once again. This time duet with Sandy Patty. <laughs> and they, and they oh get all God. rocked out. Like she's got her hair dyed, different piercings. Really getting that rock and roll look. <laughs> uh, definitely the best part of the whole video. Too bad you, you didn't see it. So. Uh, that's that's really sad. You know, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm even more interested in in Christian comedy now because I was thinking about it. I'm like what what's the other? There's one other Christian comedian that I know, and it is uh, a guy named Mark Lowry who used uh, to be yes. on the uh, the mega church comedy circuit. Uh, circa, I don't know, like 1997, probably. But he also sings songs and does preaching. So are these just like, if you're if you're just like a regular ass, like like priest or pastor or whatever, but you can put together a tight five, like then all of a sudden you're a Christian stand up comedian. Is that is that the bar yeah, we that's have? Probably about yeah, it. I think so. And I was thinking about Mark Lowry the whole time too, um, which. <laughs> 
I mostly know through everything is terrible. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like you have a tight five and then you just got to kind of sing to fill up the time and then you end with the sermon. Apropos nothing. That's it. And there's clearly an audience for it. Yeah, it's called Branson, Missouri. But uh, <laughs> I, I actually, I think Nashville might be where this is at. I don't know. Uh, it's, it was it's somewhere in Elk, Tennessee, Elkhart, right? Elkhart, Indiana. Oh, is it? Really? Oh, wow. Which is yeah. like, I don't really know, like South Bend, I think, is the nearest city. So Notre yeah, Dame. That's real Jesus country. Well, it's, <laughs> she has done like the the Grand Ole Opry and stuff of that nature uh, throughout her career. So there is this weird. It's a Southern thing, I guess, because this sort of thing does not pass as entertainment in, no. in the Midwest, uh, at least the Northern Midwest. But uh, apparently, there's like this little strip in the center of the country where uh, people really dig this sort of shit. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I almost picked another Christian comedian myself, uh, a guy named Brad Stein. I, I would tell you anything about Brad, him. His I name is Brad Stein, know. and he's a Christian comedian. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. Uh, <laughs> turning into fucking Don Zilla here. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know, Steve Steve was uh disappointed that I was gonna go God be God, so he said, Oh, I was hoping you'd go vulgar. So I did. Let's see how that went. <laughs> yeah, how did that go? So Myros, I, I, I recommend it just just to keep things fresh because you know, I, I think Christian comedy represents one end of the spectrum of, of really shitty comedy. And on the other end, there's the more traditional shitty comic. Um, and, and people think of traditionally shitty comics as just like people who who can't get a laugh. And that's different. Like people bomb all the time. Most people bomb when they go do stand up comedy. That's whatever. It's more interesting when you have an actual stand up special and there is weirdly an audience for something that I cannot for the life of me uh, find humor in and enter. Myros's choice. Uh, Don Zilla, the comedy monster aka don uh turnagle i believe is how you pronounce his name oh who the hell knows who could tell i i lost it he says it at some point but it you know it was in between a uh a long string of racial slurs so wouldn't you know i got it mixed up with some other words but uh yeah wow <laughs> i had a theory though as we're as i was watching it i did not think he had an actual audience there I thought that he just piped in laughter and rented like a black box theater to make it look like he had a crowd because the crowd is completely unlit. And then mm -hmm. it isn't until the closing credits that you actually see people getting out of their chairs. Yeah, yeah. I, it's possible. It is totally unlit. Like there is you can't see the audience at any point in this. Zero reaction shots. Which None. is, I, I mean, maybe a, a better choice than, than Shonda made because her audience was just, oof. Uh but yeah, I, I don't know. That is a, a legitimate theory. But I will say if it's true, they did a fantastic job piping in sound because it doesn't sound canned at all. Yeah. And, I you know, I'm inclined to believe because I thought for a while that it, it was fake audience because I'm like, no, who the fuck would think this is funny? But I'm pretty sure that by the end, I was convinced that it's it's probably more likely that there was an actual audience. And, and the tell for me was at some point because the whole ethos of the comedy monster Don Zilla is 
he could say and do whatever he wants as long as he is like not like physically harming anyone and that's the way that it should be uh he's he's very uh libertarian in his in his beliefs um so uh somebody has, he said something like that he's like i just think that like you know i think gay men are disgusting but they should be able to do whatever they want or something like that and after he says that, some guy in the audience goes, yeah, libertarian. And he goes, yeah, man. And, it, and it's you can tell it's not like piped in. It's, right, it's yeah. natural uh, back and forth. And I was just like, oh, wow, there is an actual audience of shitheads here. So I don't know if he's at like the like the young conservative like CPAC conference or what the fuck this is. But uh, this is uh, this is Don Zilla. So we should check to see if he was not at the Capitol. I just thought of that. Oh, man. I bet he was. That seems like his bag. Although. I, I don't know what he's doing as far as like the, the tonality and the style of what he's doing now, but it seems like he's sort of veered away from the stand up maybe a little bit. Well, probably a wise choice, frankly. I'm sure he's got to be out of material at this point. <laughs> How many times can it's you only, bandy about the same racial slurs? It's it's true. You could you could only, uh, you know, be anti-Semitic for <laughs> so long before you run out of stuff. Oh, he kept going back to that well, too. Jesus Christ. That that was one of his favorite wells. I, I think the thing with him, too, is like he not not that I'm going to give him like points for creativity or anything or would give him points for creativity. But everything he was saying, like, not only was it deeply like racist, but it was so fucking like hack and lazy. It was just yeah. like shit you've heard a thousand times before. This is just like you're you're fucking. Uh, like weird Republican cousin who's a fuck up that like, I don't know, it, like still lives in your aunt's basement and delivers pizzas and like just plays Call of Duty and shouts the N word at people online all the time that this is like putting him on a stage to do comedy It's there's there's not a lot to it. But I, I mean, Coleman, you're you're pretty well versed in, in the world of of stand-up comedy. Where does this guy like fit in? Who would you compare him to? I, I have none. And that sounds like a compliment to him, but I kind of was anticipating maybe talking about this. And the only thing I could really think of is just like people who do open mics for like the first time. And yeah. the only way they know they can get a reaction is just to say like outlandish shit like drop a couple slurs here do a few like as he keeps saying throughout the set like oh i, I can do a good rape joke i should be able to do rape jokes like all right but all you're doing is saying the word rape and yeah. it, it's not funny there's no creativity you're just there to try and get a reaction maybe because you're scared maybe you're not supposed to be there i don't know but that's like the only comparison i could have and there is like this circuit of like comedians who tour independently, usually through like shitty small towns and they go perform at a bar for like a pitcher of beer and 20 bucks and they just like live out of their van. And that's kind of who he reminded me of just some like open mic curtain jerker who can't get a real show, but has enough money to invest in like his own bullshit production company. And release yeah. DVDs that, you know, a really small circle of people will buy because they caught them at Lucky's Bar in Butte, Montana. I don't even know if I was at Lucky's Bar. I mean, I, and again, I don't think you're talking to the most like 
sensitive group of people here. Uh, I could take some blue comedy. It's it's just that this is not oh, comedy. It's yeah. like he, he has maybe the worst delivery I've ever heard from a comic. Like, yeah, I think he's, he's fucking just, horrible. He's not good. He's not creative. Like, this isn't funny. You know. It's just saying these things for the sake of saying them to get a reaction. And that's not comedy. That's There's no creativity. It's just, it's not funny. I think... Um, there's nothing I walked away from thinking like, oh, well, that could have maybe been turned into something a little bit more creative. I mean, there's been some great comedians who say outlandish, controversial things, but they're also a lot smarter about it. And there's a purpose to what they're saying. Uh, but it's that argument, too, of like, it's always funny to be able to punch up, but never punch down. And if you're punching down, it has to come back up. Mm -hmm. And it never does here. Yeah, I, I just don't understand, like, what he seems to think he is. Like, he's like, oh, it's hard to write this smart humor into these bottom-rung jokes. And it's like, I got to reference Voltaire. And then he just quotes Voltaire. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, what what the fuck? You think there's anything intelligent in this entire comedy set? Like, no. I I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of it we I can't even it's like hard to discuss this because all of it is just so vulgar it's just like not stuff that I'm going to go around repeating uh, to critique well, or otherwise I mean <laughs> to give you an idea though like here's this is like an actual joke from a set so you uh Coleman you mentioned the uh like the the, the rape joke that he, he makes or whatever he basically says like the setup is yeah, you know, it, like these days people say you can't make rape jokes, which is too bad because I wrote a really good rape joke and, I, you know, it sucks that I can't tell rape jokes. And then he tells and then that's it. That's the joke is that he can't tell right. rape jokes, but he just told her like, that's it. That's the level that we're dealing with. Or uh, later, he's just like apropos of nothing. He's like, oh, I wrote a really good uh, a joke about a, a black ghost. And then he's just like, goes like, boo, but like in a, like a fake affected, like, uh, like African-American vernacular. Like, I don't, it's just like, what? That's not a joke. That's just you being my dad. I don't know what that is. Like, that's yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like when he's talking, he's like, yeah, my buddy is gay. It's like, yeah, my fucking ass friendo. I don't think you have any gay friends. <laughs> No, like all and, your friends and, and, look like clones of your Frankenstein ass. Like, get you fuck <laughs> off. He is like, yeah, he, he had an Asian boyfriend, and I, I couldn't stop thinking of him saying, I ricker your dick. And I'm like, God damn it. That's this is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and the other thing he does, too, is he, he uses this character of his of his mom as like a cipher. So. He'll he'll be like, oh, I, I say awful things, but and then my mom says this and she's so stupid. And then I say this and he creates all these different conversations that are utterly outlandish and, and not consistent in any way, shape or form. So the mom is just like whatever he needs to bounce the joke off of to make it get from A to B. He uses this mom character. But it's so like inconsistent to the point where it's actually distracting, which is not something I've experienced in comedy before. So thanks a lot, Don Zilla. Yeah, he also did this thing where he'd like set stuff like he and a lot of comedians will do it like, yeah, the other day I was at a sex shop and then 
he'll like get distracted and go off on a tangent for like 10 minutes and he's like oh yeah back to the sex shop it's like no that's not how this device works man i and then he just starts talking about like you know what i like gape porn you know what that is not gay porn it's when an asshole was fucking blown out or something it's like just on and on for like five minutes and it's not even a joke he's just describing this like vile form of pornography that he's into it's like good good for you man shut the fuck yeah. up <laughs> really happy for him uh yeah so this guy isn't funny like if you're gonna be uh like a, a racist dumb piece of shit um, Iowa hillbilly moron with a fucking sloped forehead and no brain in your fucking skull. Um, at least like create structure for your jokes. So <laughs> there's something there, you know, set up punchline. Give me something. Give me something, pal. You got nothing. Shonda may go off the rails, but, uh, you know, at least she's using both. Hers was really a variety show. If we're going to be honest with ourselves. And she has a legit career. Yeah, yeah. Her, uh, she's making content for somebody. I, I guess maybe Donzilla is too, but that's frightening thought to me. <laughs> I'd rather believe this is for absolutely no one, but I don't know. He seems to exist. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, this is Donzilla is probably the worst thing as far as stand-up specials go. It's it's the worst stand-up special that I've watched. Um, it, it should also be said too that it looks like shit. Yeah, um, yeah, that was atrocious. He doesn't seem like he rehearsed this at all. Uh, it's 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 yeah, it's just it's poorly produced. And now that Donzilla, seemingly when we are in the era of, you know, Donzilla could be making a gazillion dollars doing these stupid bits in front of you know conservative conventions, uh, talking about cancel culture. I, I feel like the Donzilla has pivoted away and now he's he's focused on his production company wherein he makes shitty micro budget films. So Donzilla is he's actually producing caustic content. That's what he's pivoted to in life. So uh he's a fucking idiot, basically. <laughs> uh well, maybe we could uh return to Donzilla if he's if he's kind enough to uh, produce something that is on uh, Prime or something like that. Yeah, like uh, like his own documentary directed by his 20-year-old nephew. <laughs> we get into the mind of Donzilla. What what did you what did you learn from watching some of the Donzilla documentary? Uh I only got about 15 minutes into it, but he makes a gets a lot of hay out of the fact that at some point in like 2003 he did a show at a comedy club in Houston where he brought out all these flags. So he brings out the Iraqi flag, the Iranian flag, oh, Chinese boy. flag, the California flag. <laughs> and he's like, and I got some Texas steaks here. And he brings out a grill on stage. I thought, oh, he's going to burn all these flags on stage. Like, stupid, but I guess it's a thing that could yeah, gain him some something. notoriety. He's like, oh, man, it was so great. Brought the grill outside to the parking lot of the comedy venue and grilled steaks over these flags. Well, that, 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 that takes no courage. Like, that's not impressive. And that's why no. nobody's even heard of this. Like you're, you're burning flags on a grill in a parking lot. That's not <laughs> controversial. He's like, I can't believe we almost got arrested. Like they're not going to arrest you for grilling things on a grill outside. It wasn't even yeah, an American that's... flag. What the fuck would anyone care? 
Yeah, and this is like, yeah, I mean, at the height of like xenophobia in the country too, because we got mm-hmm. the Bush administration invading Iraq for no goddamn reason. So, I mean, I'm, I've never been to Houston, but I'm guessing there are probably people who wanted to burn those flags right there with them in the parking lot. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like he thinks he's doing something brave or controversial. But if you're at a comedy club in Houston in 2003, burning an Iraqi or an Iranian flag, I think everybody's on board with you that's there. I don't think anyone's going to call you out for that. Like if you went to a comedy club today and he just burned like a, a Chinese flag or something, like what would anybody be like, whoa there, Haas, back it up. No, I'm sure like this audience of his would just start like braying like mules in, in fucking, yeah. you know, agreement. So I, I don't, he, he plays directly into their hands. Yeah. If he would get arrested, it's because he's breaking fire code, not because he's burning a flag. Exactly. Exactly. I just don't think like he's, does he think he's Andy Kaufman? Does he think he's doing things that are transgressive? Does he think he's antagonizing his audience? Because it's exactly what these fucking hogs want, man. He's just the, he's the slop trough for racist fucking morons. Uh, yeah, I, I don't fucking, I, I don't know. Again, I, I just prefer to think he doesn't have an audience, but it's not true. Like if you look at like he, he does, he's on the Facebook and he has, 91,500 followers. It's not nothing. Yeah, that, and that speaks to the production of the this like shitty stand-up special. Like obviously he has a decent camera, but why is mm-hmm. this crowd not lit? And they're they're actually showing they have shots of him performing with his back to the camera where the camera is facing just into this great dark void of nothingness. I mean, maybe the audience requested it. A lot of them are probably like, oh, "That's true." Criminals. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> just, you know, everybody wants their face blurred. Let's just turn the lights off on the house. <laughs> oh God! So, like this again. One one more illustration of what this is is he ends with like some great fucking screed about how uh, dildos are manufactured in China, and we need to bring back American manufacturing uh, of dildos and, and I I don't know. He's, he's basically just uses this as some sort of closer and then he jumps into like some grandma like fucking herself and saying like Donzilla approved or something. It's just like god hmm. damn man. God damn. This is the hackiest shit I've ever fucking heard in my life and also disgusting and fuck you. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Absolute fucking hack. No talent. This is a guy who goes on third at the open mic and gets, you know, crickets and the occasional pity chuckle from someone who's uncomfortable. That's it. That's all this guy is. Yeah. (laughs) You killed the crowd, man. God damn it. Godzilla. I can't follow that guy. All right. Well, uh, you know, I, I think we're gonna have to cast our votes. So, Myros, why don't you uh, why don't you go to bat one more time? Why is why is Don Zilla the the worst of the two stand up specials this week? Because it may be the worst stand up special ever made. I I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how much selling I have to do on this one. Uh, I think I. You managed. I don't know how this happened. I don't know Jack about modern stand up at all. Not that either of these are particularly new, but like coming through things, I'm like, I don't, I haven't watched a stand up special in like a fucking decade. 
I don't have any trailers to go off of. Uh, this looks shitty. Uh, and well, I got lucky on this one. Yeah. Yep. You did. You did. Uh, I, you know, I, I could, I could try to make a case for mine. I guess I will. Um, you know, Shonda here, it, this is, this is sold to us as a stand-up comedy special. It is not, it is, it is just, uh, a, a weird preacher lady, uh, who sings and tells the stories. And, uh, much like Don Zilla, she does not have any structure to her comedy at all. Uh, there's very few jokes. They're, they're few and far between, and also like Donzilla, everything she says is just hacky nonsense and casual observations that are way, way cliched. So uh, it, it's basically useless. Um, oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm not wrong. And I think under different circumstances, maybe I'd have a case here, but I, I can't you I mean, you win. This is the worst. Donzilla is the worst thing I've ever seen as far as stand up goes. Coleman, I, I mean, do you feel any differently here? No, I mean, I think with both of these stand-up specials, using the term loosely, um, you know, they're both performers who have audiences that I definitely am not a part of. And if I were in a room full of Shonda fans, like, I probably wouldn't see eye-to-eye with most of them, but at least I wouldn't feel that there's a potential threat. Whereas with Donzilla fans, I I would be very scared. Um and it's just, at least with Shonda's, it was very professionally done. There's an audience for it. I get it. It's not for me. Donzilla, this, yeah, this is a train wreck. This is atrocious. I'm, I'm, I'm upset that this exists. I can live with Shonda's, whatever it was, but Donzilla just needs to fuck off. Yeah, Donzilla, I hope you get a divorce. And I hope your fake mom is dead. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and I feel confident saying that because I don't think she's real. So he claims he was like a victim of money laundering or embezzlement or something of that nature. So maybe that's why he's now getting into the cost of content industry here. So he can do some embezzling of his own. Mm -hmm. That seems to be the way, that, the way to do it. No, he's running a comedy club in that hotbed of Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> That's that's there. Have you ever been to the Laugh Factory in Omaha, baby? Woo! Yeah, there's a lot of that stuff. Like, boy, do I hate Nebraska because I like Iowa. It's like, what are we fucking talking about? <laughs> They're the same goddamn place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Iowa is better because there's more like real ass cities in Iowa, but I, I don't want to live in either place. So, um, sorry. Shout out to Ames in Iowa City. You're both okay. Uh, that being said, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think, I think Myros, you, you, you're taking this one. It's all you, baby. You win. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And none of us I'm really so won this week. To fucking, I, that, that does give me a little cushion once again, after uh, a, a little bit of a slip for me. I'm, I'm now up seven to five. Okay. This season could okay. be done in a mere three episodes. You never know. Never know. It's possible. Strange things have happened. I'm going to, I'm going to keep fighting to the end though. Uh, with that said, I mean, hey, if, if you like the podcast, you can uh, click the link in the description and that'll, well, there's two links in the description. One will take you to our iTunes page and you can rate and review the show. If you'd like five stars and a written review would be wonderful. Helps us with the algorithm. Uh, also, if you want to give us some money, you know, so we're not some hack comics living out of our van like Don Zilla thinking of creative ways to, you know, find something that rhymes with the N word. 
Uh, yeah, you can give us money. You can give us a couple bucks. That'll give you access to uh, the Optimism Vaccine Patreon back catalog. And that's all kinds of uh, new and old content from Optimism Vaccine. You get it all, baby. Uh, I'm sure Myros has another uh, Blumhouse episode in the works. So we look forward to that. Also, until I run out of shit to send people, if you live in the continental United States and you sign up for any level of our Patreon, well, I'll, uh, I'll, send, you, I'll send you a random movie from my collection. How's that sound? You don't know what you're going to get. Could be a DVD, could be a Blu-ray. World is your oyster. Uh, other than that, I, I think I think that's pretty much it. So, uh, Mr. Coleman, do you have anything final to say about the uh, the beautiful world of stand-up comedy? Just don't watch Donzilla. Whatever you do, yeah. don't even be curious. Just, Fuck Donzilla. Do <laughs> watch don't a... do it. <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> no, we're done. We're done. All right. Well, uh, last thing I will say though is if you do want to contact us, uh, Optimism Vaccine on Twitter or optimismvaccine at gmail.com is the way to do that. Uh, so maybe you're Shonda and you want to tell us your story. Uh, maybe, probably not because you make real money. You're a real person. Maybe you're Don Zilla and uh, you want to come on here so we can tell you you're a big piece of shit and then oh, cut yeah, you off. Please, please, Don Zilla, if you're listening. God yeah. damn it. Imagine doing a Don Zilla interview. I don't know if I can handle it. You going to bleep out yeah. all the N-words that he uses? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real question. <laughs> Oh, we don't know. Donzilla, email us, baby. I know you're listening because you fucking Google yourself because you have no self-esteem. Yeah, I, I, I think you. The, the listeners may notice we're we're quite a bit under an hour this week because that's what happens when you pick one film you can't even fucking discuss. That goddamn <laughs> <laughs> that's right, baby. That's right. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. <laughs>